0: Welcome to The Weekly Squeak, your weekly geeky squeak, with me, as always, Christian Chiller. I hope everybody is well. I hope everybody is surviving winter slash summer slash whatever is going on where you are. Um, 2020 is coming to a slow end. We shall see if 2021 changes, hopefully. Hopefully I get to meet many more of you again in the near future. But for now... Uh, I am back with another week of tech news and interviews. My interview this week is with Aurelien Joger of Strappy, where we talk about their open-source headless CMS, which is a little different from some other options. So stay tuned for that. But to begin with, and before we get to that, here are my links for the week. First, an article from MIT Technology Review. Uh, This is behind a paywall, but... uh, if you uh, use something like pocket or instapaper or you have a subscription you can read it um it's quite an interesting article that goes into some depth around uh so i guess 2020 is a year where we could have really done with venture capital and investments investing in startups and products and technologies that we really needed and why did that not really happen um And the article delves into interviewing some people through Y Combinator and a few other places like that where they do have a kind of profitable business that helps in uh, relevant use cases, for example, drug delivery and drug matching and things like that. But it still is primarily a profit-making business. And should venture capital be stepping up and doing more in a year like 2020 when actually, and the author compares this to other projects that are operating maybe more in a um, altruistic way that have next to no funding but are giving a greater good, uh, yeah. So it's kind of looking at should VCs should venture capital be doing more? Should they be investing in companies we need rather than companies they need for their investment? And the I guess the the structures the Biases, the various other things that lead to this situation. It's a very good article, so I recommend if you can, please do have a read of it. On the subject of different opinions and maybe controversial opinions, this is an article by Cleo Chang on the Centre for Journalistic Research called the Substack Arati. What is Substack? Substack is something that has emerged in the past two years. Um, that is kind of a mixture between medium, male chimp, and some other things. It helps writers, and there's a lot of journalists who, finding themselves out of work, sort of uh, transitioned to doing their own thing. And many have turned to Substack. Uh, It offers a reasonably good publishing platform and email newsletter publishing platform, plus a degree of discovery and curation for, for end users and readers, and being able to charge them, and things like that. Um, again, it's it's a good article It covers all sorts of bases For example, um, does it actually help any writer emerge Or does it only help writers with controversial and relevant opinions Or who already had existing followings before they moved to Substack The, the company does actually give out advances and uh, grants And I guess almost like an author-publisher relationship um to some writers and the argument here could be do they only do they end up giving them to the same sorts of people or you know is it actually a balanced platform and medium had this similar problem and at the moment with substack uh operating on venture capital money see previous article the question could arise that whether it will become just like another medium in the long run. That medium started out being very free and open, but when it needed to start making money, it had to change things. And did it really change the face of journalism? Or did we end up with just alternatives to more of the same? And it's uh, it's a hard question to answer sometimes. And also, even some of the more popular people who came out of nowhere, quote-unquote, and given a stipend in advance, it's not enough for a full-time job and they also take a percentage of their subscription fee money that they make from subscribers, that they still have to have a job anyway. So they're still effectively an underpaid, overworked journalist. So has it really helped them? Um, But as we all know, with newsrooms and other sorts of outlets um, not really employing people anymore, is it really the only option for people who have a voice that they want to put out there? I've been thinking of trying it myself, but I've kind of wondered if... So I currently use Review and my own website and a little mixture of various uh, tools. Is it worth it to me? Will I end up doing just as much work or will I benefit from the discovery aspect or not? And I don't really know. Uh, Review also has a few features that I quite value, like the ability to aggregate content into the newsletter and Stubstack is very much against that. Um, so, for example, with the Weekly Squeak newsletter, I obviously have the section of original content, and then I like to include these links, and I'd have to do that all manually, whereas Review lets me just kind of drag them in from places I've favorited and things like that. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued to try it. but When I initially looked, I couldn't really see any reason to use it, um, and I don't necessarily have a big enough following to monetize it yet, but I'd love to hear your feedback, actually. If you have tried it... Um, what do you think of it? Do you subscribe to writers who do use it? How's it been for you? Reach out to me. Find my details on christianchiller.com. And one more link on an old favourite, ZDNet, from Stephen J. Vaughan Nichols, talking about the M1 Max, specifically, though, about using them for machine learning. And this was something that stood out to me in the Apple event when they talked about this neural core being very good for machine learning loads. And they mentioned some applications that were coming out that would take advantage of it. But I thought, what would this mean to actual machine learning practitioners? And in this post, they did actually um, do some comparisons. And it's interesting to see. Now, there are some numbers here that are quite interesting. Um, So they were trying with the latest version of TensorFlow, the new 13-inch M1 model with 16-gig RAM, 256 gig SSD saw a huge jump in performance from the Intel, but um, not as much as they expected. But still, the important aspect here is the M1 is eight cores with a 16 core neural engine, and um, actually, they don't really measure gigahertz, but uh, that's we don't so we don't can't really compare the specs, but it was compared to. A 3.2 gigahertz 16 core Intel Xeon with 32 gig of RAM, an external graphics card, 64 gigabytes of HBM memory, and surprisingly small SSD, but anyway, and uh, it outperformed that. And that machine would have cost a great deal more than the M1 MacBook Pro. So that is the interesting aspect that a consumer level machine at a consumer price offers the same machine learning workload as a professional machine um, that costs a lot more. And that is the interesting aspect. And this keeps happening with the M1 uh, benchmarks. Okay, it's not the best performant machine out there, but in its price range, it definitely is. And that excites me, and I look forward to, to seeing more. That was my links for the week. And now, over to my interview with Aurelien of Strappy. Enjoy. So,
1: I, I'm Aurélien George I'm one of the co founders and CPO at Strapi. Um, so, maybe I can define what Strapi is. We are, uh, yeah. Yeah. We are an open source headless CMS. So, um, the goal is to make sure that every user and developer can spread content uh, on any platform. Um, whereas, like traditional CMS such as WordPress, for example, you're managing your content to display it on a website on a HTML pages. Our goal is to make is to integrate with like the Jamstack mm. or with mobile application. And our goal is to make sure you, you can spread that content on multiple devices at the
0: same time. So anyone who's listened to my podcast before or knows me is kind of probably aware of what some of these terms mean. <laughs> um, we've had a few Jamstack people on. I actually personally used to, um, back in the day, I used to actually develop, contribute to, and implement Drupal. <laughs> so I know very well about traditional CMS land. And I also even worked for Contentful, who have also yeah. been on the show, back in 2017 as well. So I know this world well. I think um, I think Drupal might have even been one of the first CMSs to coin this phrase of headless CMS. I do remember talking about it back in about, 2012, 16, something like that. Okay. Um, but um, just to unpack, especially Jamstack a little, who, for people who are new to the terms, what does that mean exactly? Why is it different from the traditional CMS? Mm, the Jamstack,
1: the, the, the goal is to uh, pack all the content and all your assets in a static application, and then you deploy it on... What we call a CDN, a content, uh, a continuous, uh, no, content delivery uh, network, and yeah, and um, it's to uh, an easy way to to build very fast and uh, performant uh, website because you don't need to make a request every yeah. time there is a user uh, uh, on a visitor on your website because everything is already there and you just need to serve a single file. So that what just a is, and. Um, for that, we are using a lot of JavaScript API and Markdown technologies, so Jam for G for JavaScript, A
0: for Markdown. I actually a... did not ever realize that. You're the first person I have spoken to about Jamstack who's actually explained what J-A-M stands for. <laughs> yeah, that's <not really. laughs> <laughs> I thought they just made it up out of somewhere. No one's ever actually said that to me before. Strange. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, So... Let's let's go back a, a step a little bit. Firstly, I'd just like to know why you and your founders did this in the first place. Like, what was the background? Where did you come from? What made you want to to create something like this in the first place?
1: Mm, we were like working and we are studying together uh, on a school in Paris, mm-hmm. and we were working as freelancer um, mm-hmm. for client for customers. We are developing website. We were also heavy user of WordPress at that time, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were also developing mobile applications in WordPress. Yeah, didn't fit our needs for for yeah. for that use case. So each time we had to develop our own API. Um, we are also also a very uh, huge fan of uh, Node.js and mm-hmm. JavaScript, and we are mostly JavaScript developers, and so it was easier for us to develop API based on uh, Node.js uh, than. Uh, using a PHP framework at the time, so every for every project we have to to, to reinvent the wheel uh, the wheel, and so that's why we decided to create. It was not Strapi; it was just a, a JavaScript framework, back in uh, JavaScript framework, mm-hmm. to build API with a simple uh, dashboard, mm-hmm. and then we publish it on GitHub, and we started to see issue, <laughs> people raising issue. Oh, okay, could you implement? A, this future, I would like to, to manage um, um, a better way to manage my image and my assets. And mm-hmm. say, OK, yes, we are. And we started to, to, to improve our product. And the number of stars was rising at that time also. And we started with a lot of traction. So we were basically the first user of our product because we just identified an issue. And there were no solution, no open source solution at that time. And the open source part was, like a no-brainer, I, I really like to say that we are like open-source children. We 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 are raised using open-source uh, solutions mm-hmm. and using them. And the developer we are right now is because of open-source technologies. So it was like a no-brainer to push and make Strapi an open-source project. And we had we had no ambition at that time. It was just uh, a student project. And mm-hmm. then the <laughs> right now we are we are twenty-five in the in the team and. Uh, just raising a, a CV, so pretty
0: cool. What what sort of year? What year was this? When did you start the project? And then when did you um, decide on to, to become a company?
1: Um, at the end of our study, mm-hmm. uh, we we decided uh, to 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 found the company, uh, to incorporate the company, um, because yeah, at, at, it was in, back in. In 20, 2014, was a very like the first commit on our GitHub repository, and it, we had zero t- stars at, at that time. And in 2016, I think we have almost 5,000 stars. So it was that in front of us that yes, yeah, there's, there's something, there's attraction, and we we have to to continue. And we we are enjoying a lot working on the project. So yeah, we, we decided to to incorporate the company and make it a business
0: okay and i have some of my own sort of guesses and i could also imagine it almost said with a french accent and it sounds different but um the name so i mean it could be strappy it could be Strappy, by uh, have heard strappy stra- I. <laughs> I don't know what's the, what's the, what's the name mean is there anything behind yeah. the str <laughs> yeah
1: we, we we pronounce it strappy um, okay but yeah, if you want to, to, to pronounce it's trappy it's okay. Um, it's Strapi, and it comes from from um, Bootstrap your API.
0: So it's okay. The, <laughs> the of, of three words: Bootstrap your API. So yeah, I think English uses a French word for that. Isn't that. That's Portmanteau, I think, isn't it? I think that's what that. Mm-hmm. Let's not embarrass myself by <laughs> thinking that's what it is when it isn't. So... <laughs> okay. So I mean, there's other options in this space. There's kind of, and two camps, there's open source and then there's uh, business ones. So yes. let's actually first start with the open source because that's probably your bigger competitor and also you're in competition with yourself as a business, as any traditional open source <laughs> company. Um, so why use Strappy over headless Drupal, headless WordPress, um, over... I know there's other open-source headless CMS options as well. Um, and, of course, us building developer products, there's also the competition of just a developer doing it themselves. Um, mm-hmm. What what do you offer over some of those well-known open-source options?
1: Mm, Many things. Uh, I would say that even if you start to, to build a CMS by your own, and we have seen... A, and say a lot of digital agencies having a, yeah. their own CMS that they push to the client uh, for every project, it's like if it, this creator of this project in the digital agency um, left or well, decide to leave the company, uh, you have no one to maintain that project. Most of the time, you don't have any documentation, mm-hmm. so it can be you can yeah be in a tough situation. Uh, so yeah, as a digital agency, you should really I use a a CMS people who are spending 100% of their time building and maintaining that product, uh, especially for security patches. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so this this for a digital agency and for people who would like to develop their own CNN, but it's still a great thing to do as a developer.
0: Um, we've all done it. we do it ourselves in the past. So. <laughs> these days i think developers do other things but when i started learning that was what everybody did <laughs> yeah. yeah and um also yeah uh, that like back in 10
1: years ago uh, wordpress didn't have any rest api or uh, it was the same for the and uh, i know there's a uh, uh, like uh, it was a very funny discussion between the boss Matt Matt Binman, the CEO of Netlify, and Matt Mullenweg, the CEO of Automattic, mm. and about the the Jamstack. And I think the WordPress has then been designed to to that had been designed to build a website to make the development of website easier and faster. But right now the paradigm of development, you want to decouple your backend and your frontend, and Most of the JavaScript developers, they still like WordPress and I Mm -hmm. I do like WordPress, but it's easier to develop and use a a, a solution like Strapi, for example, who is built using JavaScript because it's the same language as front-end developers. So if you go into the Strapi code base, you will understand it as a front-end developer. And also we only um, provide an API. We don't come with a lot of features that you don't need. So. Strapi is lightweight than Drupal and WordPress. Um, and we, we, we built Strapi to 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 specially make it uh, uh, work very well for front-end developers. Front-end means also mobile uh, yep. uh, developers. Yep. 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 So yep. yeah, that, that's the, the argument. And so the, the language that we use JavaScript is like with JavaScript you can do everything back-end, front-end, mobile. And you have only one language for
0: your WordSec, uh, So it makes a difference uh, at the end. I think, that interestingly, in some respects, Drupal started doing headless better because it was always a pain to develop for the front end of Drupal, whereas WordPress was easier. I didn't say yeah. better, but easier. So it started going down that path much sooner because theme developers for Drupal were always complaining about how hard it was. (laughs) So it was easier for them to move away from it because no one really liked the front end anyway. But as a back end, it was sort of more more powerful. Now, actually, before we move on to your commercial competitors, I just wanted to ask one other question because you haven't really covered it, and it just occurred to me as we were talking through that, and I think it's important to understand this before understanding the the commercial competitors um so if strapi is open source and i want to use the open source version what does that look like am i running a back end service on a server somewhere or like am i running it yeah that's actually suddenly what i suddenly realized we haven't really explained what is strapi and how do i how do i run it how do i use it on the open yeah, like, source version to begin with yeah, yeah like, like any open
1: source package uh, strapi is uh... Uh, available through npm uh, mm-hmm. so you just need to open your terminal and uh, yarn install <laughs> therapy, okay. and
0: then so then i would create work. a backend service as always if i wanted to yeah. self host i would have to create that and run that somewhere and then people build a front end on top of that self-hosted version of Strapi, basically. Yeah. Yeah. So is yeah. basically the back end part. And okay. you you run
1: it on your local server yeah. and your computer, okay. and then you develop your front end.
0: Yeah, sure. That's what I assumed. I just wanted to double check before we move forward because we haven't <laughs> actually clarified that. So <laughs> okay. So when it comes to your commercial competitors, and there's a there's a couple in this space, contentful mm-hmm. being the main big one, I guess. Yeah. Um what a, I guess in addition to just hosting it, hosting things for them, which is kind of a given, that's <laughs> probably going to be one thing you do. What other features does the commercial version offer on top of the open source version? We that
1: we have yeah two versions: the community one and the the, the enterprise edition. Mm. Um, the the community edition is limited in terms of uh, features, so mm. you. We are—you're not limited in terms of usage. You can have many content yeah. type, many yeah. entries. You do whatever you like. Uh, but uh, we identify some features that are really enterprise-oriented, and mm-hmm. um, it could be like a, a very advanced uh, permission system. Uh, we could have the world-based access control feature. We identify that uh, uh, enterprise need a very uh, advanced—they uh, as are—they are—they are, they have a lot of advanced usage in that. Uh, specific space, we also identified the SSO feature, mm-hmm. um, and um, also the, the the way you translate, uh, you localize your content. Uh, for most of the usage, you don't need the, the world feature. You just want to uh, translate your, your website in two or three or four uh, different languages. Um, but we identify that for enterprise, they also need a workflow to uh, communicate and to interact with uh, translation tools. Uh, Mm -hmm. So this feature, this integration are part of the uh, enterprise edition. And so we have different plans uh, depending on on your usage. So
0: it starts at 20, $29 and then
1: uh, you go depending on the number of features
0: you you need. Okay. So bearing in mind some of that and bearing in mind that there are other businesses in this space, um, Mm -hmm. some of which we've mentioned, what what do you feel you offer or do differently from some of those other competitors that would make me as a developer or someone as um, a uh, as a marketer, marketing team, or you know a, a copy a non technical copywriter, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, the various use cases, the users <laughs> and user types that differentiates you and why I should use you over some of the other options. It depends. It
1: could be the developer experience. Um, we heard that a lot from um, like other uh, user We are using uh, uh, our competitors. If you are developing locally, your front end and your back end is also local. It's super fast. It's impossible to reproduce this kind of experience. You can even develop if you have no internet connection. But if you are relying on a cloud uh, solution, sometimes there is some issues, it, it could be slow, uh, it's very, very rare, but it, it happens and you need a good internet connection. So in some countries, in the world, the internet connection are not good. Uh, and so Strappy help these developer to develop their project, even if they don't have access to internet or just every developer in the world, if they want to have a very fast uh, experience and very good developer experience. So this is by design because as we are an open source project. But also for being an open source project, it means you control everything. It means you own your data. You will choose where your data is going to be uh, stored. You don't your data. For example, we have we have this uh, example. We have a lot of banks using Strapi mm. because there's some laws that they are legally um, they, they cannot host their data on uh, on the cloud because mm-hmm. by laws. So they need to use open source uh, software for that. And Strapi is one, uh, is, is the best and number one uh, in terms of open source at least MS. LSMS. So uh, that's all the, the main different by design why Strapi could be a choice for you. Um, but later, maybe you could also talk about that, about the content editing experience.
0: Actually, um, yeah, let's, 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 I would like to just clarify one point there and then maybe we'll yeah. come to some of the other pieces. So maybe one thing you said that I, that again we didn't fully unpack because I had some assumptions about your business model. <laughs> so even if I have the enterprise version, I host it myself. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it, so it's it, always it's, self-hosted. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah we, we do, well, we hosted provide, yeah. yeah. we do not
1: uh, right. provide. Yeah, we do not provide hosting uh, version right now. It's an enterprise. Uh, we are following the open core model, so
0: you okay. just uh, need to install a license and then it unlocks right. most right. of the feature. Interesting. Okay, that's not quite what I expected. That's a little different from many yeah. other companies in the Jamstack space, actually. So that's interesting. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, of course, if I wanted to on the open core, I could create my own forks and, and things like that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is also so, the okay. power of open source, about the
1: customization, uh, it's it yeah. not, not terrible. And it, the, uh, yeah. It's really to customize. Um, because for, as you have a backend uh, project, your goal is to manage content, but sometimes most of your products, you need one more URL to manage the thing. You need cron task, you need uh, um, to, yeah, to do like sp- business uh, development for a reason. And you and that's why it's super important to be able to customize Trapi or even if your clients or your customers, they want to change something in the uh, dashboard, you can do it. So this is the, the third argument about what's IP is great. If you need customization, it's better than even in cloud. You can sometimes customize a bit, uh, but it's very limited. While it's happy, okay. you
0: can do everything you want. Now, let's talk about that content editing experience. Because that's obviously, yeah. I mean, um, well, actually, let's let's start with the bare basics. So if I wanted to, as um, a, a developer who likes writing Markdown. Can I ignore the content editing experience entirely <laughs> and operate a bit like a static site generator, or is everything in a in a database somewhere? Or can it also work with flat files? So, you mean you would like to to host your data on a repository, for example, Markdown file? Yeah. Say so I didn't I didn't want to um, use the. I mean, obviously, a lot of people would say, "Why would you be bothering to use something like Strapi in this case?" But just out of pure interest. Um, could I write my copy in Markdown in flat files and Strappy pick that up? Or is it I have to use the, the editor in in the browser in some way? Mm, you could use... Uh, I think we have a plugin.
1: Some of our community members developed okay. a plugin to, to use Markdown files as a database. And uh, so, yeah, you could... It's not the... Yeah, the, the 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 um the, uh, actually personally, I have, use per- case. personally but, yeah. I
0: have some use cases for that actually because <laughs> i am still running my personal site on a very very cobbled together um, jekyll installation oh, yeah okay and i actually serve um uh, json apis out of jekyll <laughs> 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 which is really not what it's designed for so uh, I, I could do with a solution for that actually. So so anyway, so ignoring that rather esoteric edge use case. Um, but no, no but you could really use it because do it because Strapi,
1: we are we are compatible with many databases. Yeah you okay. can uh host your data on MySQL or you can Postgres or MongoDB and everything in open source. So if you want to develop your own connector to uh have another data source like Markdown files on a mm-hmm. GitLab or GitHub
0: repository, you could do it. So yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And so let's talk about the content editor. Is it your own, or have you leveraged, I don't know, um I'm not sure what flavor of JavaScript you're written in, but have you leveraged some components from elsewhere? Or did you write your own editor? What was the story there? Uh yeah, we we
1: we develop our own editor. Um not sure it was the best uh, choice we made because <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's re- really hard. Um, it's something we will really like to improve next year. It's to improve the content experience. And I think it's most of the, the, the um, CMS, uh, want to, to improve that because we are like a space very focused on developers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because yep. it's
1: more like a, <laughs> an architecture and structure approach. Yeah. You decouple your front end, your back end. But at the end, uh, your developer represent only 5% of the life cycle of your product. And then you will have content editors, you will have marketing and communication team in your, ad, in your CMS. And they don't really like Markdown. Yep. They want more collaborative way to work together, like using real time comments, uh, uh, workflow to review um, the article written by someone else. So, um, yeah, it's really something you would like to, to work on in
0: next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah <laughs> real-time content editing is is fun i, I saw a uh, great talk a couple of years ago actually from uh, the atlassian engineers how they built that into confluence yeah um and I, I makes really... it look very easy <laughs> 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 but it is not
1: <laughs> and i, I think the, the LSML should be the tool where uh, where every content editors uh should edit their content and even right now we do this at Twopi, but I'm pretty sure it's the same for most of the uh, other computers. Like a lot of people are still using Google Document to yep. write their article first, and then they copy yep. past it in the CMS. Yeah. And it, this should not yeah. be like that. We should, the, the content. <laughs> the SMS should be the space to write and to collaborate on, on the content.
0: And so I think we could, of... we could have an entire conversation on this subject alone because this is one <laughs> yeah. as a as a kind of tech writer who mm-hmm. likes to use text editors and Markdown and, and various for various reasons. But then I work with people who are not uh, so into that and want to use mm-hmm. Google Docs, and we're both like, oh, do we have to, you know, because I want... And, and the reason is, firstly, I want offline to work well, which Google Docs can do, yeah. but so-so. Mm-hmm. And then um, in my text editor, which in my particular case is Visual Studio Code, which is also JavaScript, of course, I have a lot of uh, plugins that do all sorts of things for me. Um, and everyone and everyone's writing experience is, is very particular to them um, and actually, I've been having this conversation with quite a few people about trying to get this kind of ideal world crossover between what technical people want and what other people want and it has collaboration as good as good and as seamless as Google Docs. And yeah. obviously you've already said to the fact that you don't do that bit yet. But maybe let's actually talk about some of the other parts. So firstly, can the strappy content experience work offline to any degree? Um, no, no, I no, okay. can't work offline right now. Yeah. And you have the problem with the various database connections, which if they were poorly configured, I think there's too many unknowns in that for you, I guess. But you, you can write
1: offline, but you won't be able to save it. Yeah. And um... No, and we will, yeah. we don't store the data on your brother uh, yeah. waiting for a better internet connection. So no, no,
0: no But okay. yeah, this is this is something asking uh, that the community ask. Uh, yeah, in our and, Well, now you mentioned the community. You mentioned it several times, and this is actually leads very nicely into the follow-up question. Is so, it's already fairly obvious from what you've said that you do have the ability to create extensions to mm-hmm. the to I'm guessing various aspects um so yeah what 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 sort of ways can external developers extend Strappy? and what what touch points many things um
1: and we are even right now working on um internal api um that we will reveal uh next year but mm-hmm. uh yeah you can do a lot of things you can work on what we call the templates so mm-hmm. um the templates are like uh, um uh, content structure are already pre-built for you. So if you want to start your product with a blog structure or an e-commerce structure, you already have all the, the your content structure because uh, Strapi has been designed as um, a product using the content as a system. Like you have design system or you have uh, components in the, the development world, the developer world. And we have the same, we, we apply the same, uh, principle to content like Strapi you have components and these components uh, can be reused in multiple uh, um, collection or content type. So mm-hmm. The way we call that a collection would be an article uh, so you have a title description uh, a cover and then you can have a, a component to manage your metadata your SEO metadata for example but you could reuse that component for managing the uh, metadata for your product collection. So mm-hmm. And if you make an edit in one of these components, uh, the edit will be also uh, visible in the product uh, uh, collection type. So yeah, th- we, we, we are thinking the, the, the content as a content system. This is the way we call it. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is the template. We have also the starter. So the starter the front end part of Strapi, because we identified that. And it's the same for every SMS, But most of the users, they don't see the value of an SMS until they see a website front-end using that data yeah um, and I, I know that uh, the the nux uh, and next team are working even the gatherby team are working a lot on uh, providing a lot of starters for every headless yeah. uh, cms and yeah i really think they, they, they should continue on that, that path because it's the best way to show that at cms and front-end framework could really work well together and the last part uh, of that of that uh way to develop is to develop uh, the, the ecosystem, to develop plugins. Um, it could be third party integration with Sentry, with Google Tag Manager, with Stripe, with PayPal. And this, everything could be built by the community. Um, we are starting to, to have a dedicated team on that. The, mm-hmm. We call that the integration team to work with the yep. community to identify what are the main uh, needs um, and the, the most frequent uh, integration. Um, because, like, for example, the, the Stripe integration is very asked for uh, every e-commerce uh, website. And a lot of people are using Stripe to read really e-commerce websites. So yeah. That's a really good Yeah. yeah.
0: And um, can you only develop extensions for the open core version or can people also develop commercial extensions in the kind of Atlassian model? Or is that something you're thinking about? Mm. Actually,
1: the code base of the enterprise edition is completely open. It's on the oh, same okay. repository, so you have access to both edition. Um, we really follow the, the path of GitLab on that. I think, and even Elastic has the same. Uh, mm. to not have two different code base, but only a single one when everyone can contribute even to the enterprise edition. Um, only the license, the license, uh, the license uh, is changing between each uh, edition. Um, so, yeah, you can develop in, a, in the core and you can uh, submit it to mm. the community. Right now, you can only submit uh, free plugins.
0: Yeah, okay. But, okay
1: yeah, yeah. We, we do have the, the vision of uh, building a marketplace when everyone could mm. uh,
0: sell plugins uh, not for free. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, okay. Actually, and one thing we haven't really spoken about, which considering you're an, um headless CMS API based content delivery we haven't really actually spoken much about the APIs yet um so what APIs are available um, can I read can I write yeah like what what, what are the APIs available to me yeah uh,
1: you, you uh, We we have two APIs the REST API and the GraphQL API so okay yeah of can course you are you are in the, the JavaScript world yes <laughs> the GraphQL uh, using uh, understanding, uh, downloading uploading uploading yeah. um, uh, right now yeah the, the API is a uh, is a, is a crude. Uh, you can create, you can edit, delete, you can count, you can make uh, de- filtering queries. You can do a lot of things. You can even add your own uh, routes or URL uh, to this API. So if you want to extend that API, you can do it. You have access to all the, the files, um, the controller, the services, and the models. So you can do everything. Um, and also, we plan to, to, to rebuild uh, uh, that API almost from scratch uh, for the next version, the V4 Strappy. Mm-hmm. This will be available in Q1, 2020, uh, 2021. Um, and we will also include a better pagination system. Okay. Um, and we will mostly follow the JSON API um, specification.
0: Okay. Um, so you've, you've, you've mentioned a few things here and there already. Um, the version four, Mm-hmm. uh the um, collaborative editing anything else on the roadmap for the next few quarters
1: um yeah we we the main thing will be the the, the internal API to develop okay. plugin integration uh by the beginning of next year we are working right now on the the internationalization feature to, mm-hmm. to localize your content this is a one of the most important feature of uh, any cms uh because if you don't do it well, it could be a nightmare because mm-hmm. it's the base, uh, the foundation of the of the, the CMS. Um, yeah, the, the marketplace should be a topic by the end of next year, certainly. Uh, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, a lot of few things. I cannot reveal everything, but uh, yeah, we have a really interesting <laughs> uh, uh, roadmap. Uh, this roadmap is actually public. Most of the... Yeah, I was actually... I yeah, just came across
0: that um, uh, a minute ago. Yeah uh which is interesting and, and is this uh, the i can see you you're using um product, product yeah. board yeah there's yeah. like little there's numbers by each one is that is that the an indication of, of yeah a number of votes okay so validation all right validation field validation yeah that makes sense yeah the, the uh, main fresh token jwt okay yeah Uh yeah, we, Single sign-on, not very popular, strangely. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, because we we added had this one very recently. But, ah, yeah. okay, All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> oh, cloud hosting platform, not very popular either. No, okay. uh, yeah, I published it like t-
1: t- ten days ago, but yeah, we would like to to measure the interest of having a, a yeah. cloud hosting platform.
0: Yeah, and I, actually, you can go through what's planned, what's in progress. So we do, you know, internet Yeah, it's some of the stuff you've mentioned already. Yeah um okay cool and then you can see what's actually come through already okay field level yeah. permissions ah interesting interesting mm. okay we also <laughs> have a, a
1: a forum a forum that's yeah. when you can uh follow all the announcement and chat with mm-hmm. the community we have a huge community it's hard to to measure it but i think we estimate we have between fifty thousand to one hundred thousand. uh Community members right now. So, yep. a lot of people okay. <laughs> who want to see new features. Anymore. Yeah.
0: I just have one more question, mostly on the kind of um, use case. So, on your website, you have a handful of reasonably well known logos here IBM, Walmart, NASA. Uh, yeah. Societe- oh, so I do actually speak French, but <laughs> say it, I cannot see to speak it today. Societe, Societe. Generale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which is a bank or an insurance? I can't remember. Yeah, it's a bank. So yeah. Okay. And Delivery Hero, which is a delivery service in mm-hmm. Europe. I think it's only in Europe. Um, what are they using Strappy for? What's the main kind of part of their business they're using it for? Um, I cannot say yeah, for, sure. for most yeah,
1: of yeah. them. Um, um, maybe I have, an, it's not a logo available on the, 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 the homepage, but it's a use case from uh, the DMIT of Massachusetts. Cool. Uh, it's, they, they decided to, to create a bench that they, they it's a, it's an IoT. It's an object that they, it's a bench that they put in the middle of the street. Mm. And the goal is not to build furniture for the city, but just to uh, prevent uh, earthquake. So uh, they manage all the audio files and um, some uh, specific properties uh, using Strapi uh, to um say or to advertise, prevent the population where there are earthquake coming and to make sure they will repeat all the security process procedures etc so mm-hmm. this is a use case we never imagined when we decided to, to build Strapi that this use case could happen but also we have another one with the, the fire factor fighters of paris mm-hmm. um they, they they created a belt uh for and they are using it uh in the middle of fire and Strapi uh, is managing um the data locally. So the server is on the, the track, uh, the, the fireman track, and the firefighter are connected through the belt to Strappy And Strappy is managing the CO2 uh, level in, on their their blood. Mm-hmm. Or they are also uh, saying that, OK, you should uh, uh, go out of this fire because uh, it's not healthy right now for you. So all these messages and all these files and property are managed for is a very interesting use case, yeah.
0: Yeah, OK. And just on some of the integration points, um, you kind of have down the the bottom of the, the page, uh, I don't know if these are SEO terms or they're actually meaningful things, but like Gatsby CMS, React CMS, Vue CMS, Jekyll CMS, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Are these actual, actual integration points or are you kind of just trying to catch SEO traffic to explain how people could... Use yeah, it it's mostly email. for for SEO yeah, but
1: okay, right. <laughs> it, uh, yeah yeah uh, lot of pe- of people are, are searching for looking for react cms and what could be the best uh, cms for yeah. them and yeah we believe Stripey is, is could be a good match uh, for them and yeah it, I think
0: that's why we, we are doing it I think I would have to dig into a bit more detail to find out how some of these would work like um you're sort of it's interesting because you're 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 so, you are part of this Jamstack thing, but you're also a little kind of different in, in some ways because um, you have this extra bit that people mm-hmm. need to host somewhere and things like that. So I'm kind of interested to see how it could work. So like Jekyll plus trappy I mean, I could imagine if I used that plugin or something, it's in theory mm-hmm. that's the way, or I'm guessing I just use... Um, Jekyll as a front-end renderer and pull in the content somehow is that probably the main way I guess yeah um yeah. which in many respects is not I suppose it's not well I don't know I suppose it is sort of Jekyll it's more just liquid <laughs> I guess but yeah. <laughs> but um yeah yeah the, the like,
1: CMS is not it's related to Jamstack Jamstack yeah it's must on the front-end part yeah yeah The, the less we approach is different We
0: we, it's, it's. I think we, it's mostly about keeping the different components separated. That's that's kind of the... And yeah, the, and
1: we have yeah. a vision on the, the way the content should be managed in the next 10 years about being more collaborative. But even we also think the content should not be the same on every device. I think we should take care more about, for example, yeah. the user preferences or the user context. Yeah. Uh, I like to give this example, but if you're uh, on, on a website and you are in the subway and you have a very poor internet connection, and you have your headphones connected and you have a low level of battery, it doesn't make sense to send you a 4K video. Even if the website is re- requested a 4K video, it doesn't make sense. And this should be managed by the this SMS. Okay, this is the parameter. doesn't make sense. And we should move from a content management system to a message management system. I think we should ask the marketing team to build to create a message and to deliver different version of the content. So you could have an audio file kind of a yeah. video file. You could have a text, a uh, very short, and
0: very long text with a picture. And it's interesting you say this because this actually goes back to when I kind of got, when I was actually doing CMS work was when this was really an issue because internet connections were poor and mobile interconnections, especially poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to run a um, a... And very early kind of mobile developer meetup, um, mm. and, but that was when things like um, Nitrobe phone cap, not even before it was owned by Adobe <laughs> were popular and I think I think script was around titanium accelerator, all these kind of cross-platform options, because I noticed you do have support for Flutter, which is a is a language I find quite interesting. I have started building some side project applications with it. Um, yeah. I'd be interested to see how how that could uh, connect in because um, I haven't really been sure what to do with the the quote unquote content for my Flutter application. So <laughs> so it could be an interesting uh, use case to experiment with. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to make sure? This is a subject that I can talk endlessly about, so I've gone off on a few tangents. But anything else you want to make sure um, we cover before we finish up? Mm, no, don't know if. No, I think uh,
1: I'm done. We talk about a lot of thing, uh, <laughs> about some things, so many things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have uh, any more to say. Cool. Um,
0: so the yeah. the thing, just to to clarify just I suppose is it's useful for a largely. Developer audience is obviously as self hosted as well. And I've yeah. already mentioned um, pretty much there's no there's no barrier here to going and downloading, installing, and, and experimenting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's free or anything like that. Yep. I will, I bet in, in 20 years you may regret that statement, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there was a very interesting read,
1: a uh, thread on Arconius uh, today about the, 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 the debate on. Uh, creating, a, developing a, a pro, uh, an open source library instead of developing an open source product. And I would really like to say, we are not an open source product, we are an open source product. So uh, we are not community driven, but uh, we are listening a lot the community. Um, but yeah, product is about many things, about uh, user needs, about customers, about business needs, and also about design. So, and the product team would like to find the right balance between each and needs and each problematic. So that's super interesting. This is the way we are trying to build on a very successful open source product.
0: That was my interview with Aurelien from Strappy. And now, just a few updates from me. So I need to update the website a little bit. Uh, There's a few out-of-date links, one out-of-date, but I haven't got new ones on here. My last expose, which you can find on YouTube, my YouTube channel, and also twitch.tv slash dxpose, was with Neo4j. They actually reached out to me and asked me to have a look at that, and it was actually a a pretty pleasant experience. It was a very mature product, but uh, they've done some pretty good jobs with their developer experience. I also finished up part three, of um, creatures such as we on the solo adventurer again you can find that on youtube or twitch at twitch.tv slash the solo adventurer next expose i'll be looking at strappy connecting up with the this uh, podcast and newsletter and video and i will also be starting a new solo D game uh, of frozen offerings so that's to enjoy there I have a few events coming up. I will be speaking at Write the Docs Australia on December the 3rd and 4th, and then also at um, API Days Paris, I think the week after that, the 7th to the 9th of December. You can also find those too. I have a blog post on the Humanitech blog, which is a wrap-up interview they did there with um, the CTO of GitHub, which is quite interesting. And I'm working on another one with them right now. And I have a blog post, just coming out soon on the Knowledge Owl blog, where I look at uh, screenshotting tools. So you can also find some of that there too. This week, I'm actually off working on side projects, so there'll be a lot more next week. Um, My new overlays and things, already one output of that, but a bit more to come too. I'm not doing the NaNoWriMo daily sessions anymore, but um, I am still doing NaNoWriMo, so you can be friends with me, Christian Chiller, on NaNoWriMo.org if you want to. But until next time... Uh, Have a good week and thank you very much for joining me.